Kids and I have been going out in the backyard to like read and play cards and stuff during the day. It's just otherwise, uh, yeah, why is trapped inside? Yeah, I just sat outside for a couple hours yesterday because I was like, oh, I'm starting to go crazy. Fucking my head's bumping. That's a sign, sign yeah. of the, the corona. So, uh, um, that Rona, Sonic the Corona. Whatever. Speaking of Corona, uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, maybe not the, the movie I wanted to watch this week with the level of anxiety I was at. Yeah, it's pretty relentless. Whatever, sex money, murder, shout out all my blazing billies. Yeah, okay. Sex money, murder. <clears throat> For some reason, I woke up with that stupid six nine song stuck in my head. You dumb, da dum 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 da dum 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 da dum dum stupid. This is gonna be a weird one. <laughs> my big homie told me shoot. I'm like, who? Oh. Like who? To the Arizona Corona Zona. Uh, there, uh, I don't know how many are actually in our county at this point, but it was like it was like twenty as of uh, like three days ago. So I'm sure it's like 106 by now. It's over for us. The internet. Barely working. Everyone's been having to work from home. Everyone's streaming and shit. And all they're complaining about is how the internet service isn't good enough. And the United States infrastructure is garbage. We're fucking done. We're done, so. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's better than Europe's, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Man, also, like, fucking everyone's, like, streaming this week, it seems like. Because, you know, most of the, like, LA and shit is, like, shut down. So <laughs> there's just tons of people streaming all the time. And I was like, Man, fucking. So many people are boring. Why are they all stream? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we should stream because we're boring. Yeah, but we don't have any fans. Yeah, that's how you get fans, though. Oh, uh, dumb, did I'm dumb, dumb, did I'm dumb, stupid? <laughs> don't call me stupid. Um, I was thinking we can use Discord and we can record because uh, you can share sh- a screen share on that, right? We can, so we can watch movies and record commentary tracks to put it on as a separate podcast. Yeah, we could do that. I ain't got nothing but free time. I don't do shit. You know what's crazy is um even before I wasn't doing too much, like I was just going to the gym and shit, but uh and you know, regular stuff, but no, I'm fucking going crazy after these last couple weeks. Yeah, it doesn't take long, does it? No. Even just like not doing regular like regular simple shit. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Well, I'm losing my mind. For example, we're uh, we're recording in secret but separate but locations, bunkers, um to protect the cult. I mean, you can't have we can't both be infected with coronavirus at the same time. No, I'll die from it too. I smoke too much, too many blunts to the head. It's over for me. Yeah, I don't think the, the blunts were the problem, but yeah, because the blunts and the menthol, son. 
Yeah, I'm missing like BBWs and drugs. That's what I'm upset about. Actually, that was like last night. I was like, man, fucking, I just want to like do some drugs and get my ex girlfriend pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a good idea. Good thing that you don't have access to either of those things. (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, I don't know deals with my brain. Yeah, I'm. I've been trying to think like what what the Dungeons and Dragons show I'm gonna do with the kids is. <laughs> yeah, but you got like other people to live for and stuff. I'm just like fucking. I'm I'm wild out here. I want to eat. I want to drink blood. <laughs> I want I want to want to fuck my girlfriend with my my dragon sword dick. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever played like a dragon flute. sword the same way after this. And play that shit like a flute, dragon sword flute, dragon flute. Um, last night I also uh, pierced my ear myself because because uh, that's uh, what you do when you're going crazy quarantine for. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I bought like this little like ear piercing kit off of Amazon at one point, and so I tried to use it last night, and uh, it fucking sucked. So I just ended up using a safety pin. But this uh, ear piercing kit from Amazon is called like First Tomato Home Use Ear Piercer, and uh, they they have a link to a YouTube video, instructional video on how to do it on the box. And I encourage everyone to search YouTube. For a first tomato home use ear piercer and watch that fucking video because it <laughs> is fucking great. It's um a foreign company of some kind. I'm guessing Eastern European. <laughs> oh, you pierce ear! Yeah. You know, stop crying. You you cry like girl. Yeah, because uh, it's two women that don't speak English very well, and it has some of the best like bad English I've ever heard. Let me just give you some of the the highlights. Um, so. Is they're talking about like the spring loaded action that has whatever and the the, the pen is minimist <laughs> and instead of marker it's like use the skin maker <laughs> <laughs> keep wand away from water and ear makeup <laughs> instead of wound they say wand keep wand away from Ooh, ear makeup. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you put any makeup on your ears, ladies. You, are you David Bowie? <laughs> Big beautiful ear. Oh, we lose each other. Nah, we're still good, man. Fucking my notes from last night while I was watching Tetsuo are kind of crazy too. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you if you've watched Tetsuo before. The movie's kind of crazy. I watched another crazy movie yesterday called Borders. It's a Swedish movie. It's, it's it, Grants is how you say it in Swedish, I guess. Grants. Gray aunt? Gray aunt? Gray aunt? Gray, it's the A with that weird circle at the top of it. So it makes <laughs> a weird A sounds. Gray aunt? You know, the weird circle. Yeah. Um, uh, Swedish um, sounds like they're just speaking a weird English, too. A lot of times you can completely understand every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up listening to a Swedish chef. I know how, how the language goes. <laughs> work, work, work. Yeah, the movie's dope as hell, though. It's a uh, um, weird, like, spooky kind of fairy tale where... Um, I don't Spooky know. for kind of fairy tale. Hey, guess what I watched last night with the kids? What Onward. Onward? The fuck's that? That's that Pixar movie about elves. And it's elves? got Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, but it's set in like, what if elves lived in like, had like a modern society? Sounds dystopian. It's kind of, it is, it, it is it's nothing. like the, the glory of the elves is their communion with nature and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see like elves in an advanced society and like, nah, nah, you don't get out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're thinking too much. You, you, they didn't put that much thought into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, just imagine the elves like, all right, got to get to the club and what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't seem I mean, we, we were just talking about David Bowie, right? <laughs> yeah. 
I watched that Hulu Pete Davidson movie too. And uh, oh, Court and I started watching it, but I fell asleep, and I think Court fell asleep too. I fucking hated it. Was it supposed so, to be good? I don't know. I like Pete Davidson's cool and it seemed fun, but the entire message of the movie is like, "Hey, kid, give up. Do what society tells you. Don't be friends with Pete Davidson because he's an irredeemable loser, even though he's twenty three and he's a drug dealer. Like that's the end of the fucking world." <laughs> And then the movie, like, the movie ends with like Pete Davidson's character having like no redeemable qualities, and he just is working at um, like a Wendy's, still talking that shit. And it's like he's dude's supposed to be twenty three, and he hasn't figured his shit out. He's not a villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just one of those movies that really reinforces like uh, mainstream cultural stuff. Like, oh, you got to get your shit together and do good in high school, and don't be friends with anyone who's a little bit different. I'm, pushing, so, I'm sorry for yeah, it. Yeah, I just, man, fucking these dumb fucking messages that they're putting in these movies, man, it's fucking propaganda shit. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Need to take shrooms. Need to open my third yeah, eye. That, that seems like it's going to help you right now. Uh, well, you, you know, definitely do it alone. How about <laughs> turning the whole world into metal? You and me. <laughs> sure. And we, we can rust the whole world and scatter it into the dust of the universe. <laughs> yeah, Sounds yes. like fun. Ah, ah, let us drive through the streets of Tokyo in our MCS your Pope mobile. Our love can put an end to this fucking world. <laughs> Tetsuo! 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 Long before Stan Lee came around and created Iron Man, there was Tetsuo. That's <laughs> why I think he created Iron Man like in what, the 60s? It's <laughs> like 30 years after he created Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you've seen one Cronenberg-inspired body horror, you've seen them all. Wrong. Because there's Tetsuo. (laughs) Tetsuo. A businessman accidentally kills the metal fetishist who gets his revenge by slowly turning the man into a grotesque hybrid of flesh and rusty metal. I I mean, he's metal fetishist, or he was just trying to do like a DIY, like million-dollar man. Um, you get more information about that character in the other films. So there's a reason why he's referred to as the metal fetishist because he loves fucking metal shit. I think there's a bit of it in the movie you see too, where there's like a flashback of him getting beat with like a metal rod. Yeah, that's all in there. But I mean, like the very beginning, he's like shoving metal in there. But there's, there's like pictures of Jim, of uh, like gymnasts all around him and shit like that. So yeah, that was he's, mine. He's, he's what I'm shit, saying. Man. He's he's like, oh, you know what? I I like six million dollar man. Let's do it. But I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, all I got is this rebar. <laughs> For some reason, and somehow it works. At the end, he is a $6 million man. Makes the world... I mean, it's just the, the power of his will itself to turn the world into fucking metal. What is... Who, who is this man who made this film and an entire series of uh, Iron Man films, Tetsuo films, made of tons of other weird, grotesque, abstract um, sci-fi and psychedelic movies. Who is he? What's he all about? He's a writer, director, producer named Shinya Tsukamoto. That's pretty cool, huh? That's a cool name. Is it? I wouldn't know. Oh, 
Well, his films often deal with the dehumanizing quality of life in the big city, the fragility of the human body, relationship difficulties, and alienation themes. These ideas are presented in a way that is abstract, nightmarish, and deeply metaphorical. It's the best scene to watch during the coronavirus. I feel great about watching this movie. <laughs> That's exactly what I fucking said in the beginning. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, I was losing my mind while I was watching it. Me I'm like, oh my god, man. God damn it, Kyle. I was like, why do I like this movie? <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> why did he pick the Goonies? Fucking, <laughs> this is a perfect time. I remember the cover of this movie, the VHS at Blockbuster used to call to me when I was a kid. I never had the nerve to rent it. And I finally saw it when I was like 13 or 14, and I was like, it was worth the wait. My life has changed forever. Why do I like this movie so much? It makes me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> ah, but that's art, man. I like when uh, art can just like fucking fuck you up. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> We've covered that. Damn. This is going to be a fucking weird episode. I have a, I mean? but before I forget, I have a one-star review of Waking the Divine. We're going to read at the end of this. Okay, if we make it to the end. <laughs> One of us will be dead by then. Yeah. <laughs> Last night when I was watching this movie, oh, this is why I wanted to get my ex-girlfriend pregnant. It's because she was uh, texting me while I was watching the movie, and she was, like, going through, like, letters I'd written her. And she was, like, uh, sending me, like, little snippets of it and being, like, super um, loving and stuff. And I was yeah, like, oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> She's also going crazy in quarantine, correct? <laughs> That's <laughs> correct. That's why I love her, though. Because uh, <laughs> she's not special. Everyone's going insane. <laughs> no, she's got like the same uh, fragility and craziness of mind that I do. You know, I just I see the resonance of myself in it, and uh, I'm a consummate narcissist. So that's why I love her. <laughs> Uh, Shinya Sukamoto once said, It's strange. Part of me loves a city like Tokyo, but part of me would quite happily destroy it. Yeah, or so, bombs. Uh, Tetsuo is really just kind of about, as the, the, the quote I read said, it's like his weird fucking alienation in the big city, you know? And then, uh, obviously, there's a bit of an environmental message to it where you see a lot in Japanese film where it's, oh, fucking this urbanization is destroying everything. Yeah, I remember what, uh, Godzilla versus what? Bot, bot, what is it? Botugan? Or what was the smog monster one? You know, uh, coughing. <laughs> Weezy. Weezy. Speaking of Godzilla, um, Shinya Sukamoto is also an actor. Uh, oh, was he in a suit? No, but he's in Shin Godzilla. He has a small oh. part. He's like a little cameo for people that um, are cool. That might be something I do with the kids. We might, because Jamie's really into Godzilla. I might watch a Godzilla movie with them every day. You should um, download Skyrim and then install all the Godzilla mods on it. There's a Godzilla mod for Skyrim? Well, yeah, you can, instead of dragons, you can have like Godzillas and Mecha Godzilla and shit. Oh my god. <laughs> you fight them? Yeah. Man. I mean, maybe you can, I think there's, you can like have Godzilla as a companion or something too. Oh, crazy. I, you know, like, Skyrim, we're not going to talk about this but. You can break the shit out of Skyrim, so you can do anything. Yeah, it. I know. I've seen Thomas the Train. <laughs> Remember that NES game? The Godzilla NES game that like was seemed like impossible to play as a kid. King of the Monsters. Yeah, I mean that might be what it was called. I can't remember, but it was like a board you started with, right? Yeah. And like, and you played as like Godzilla and Mothra. We yeah. remember we were always only we could only play at a couple levels. We could never figure out what what we were supposed to do because the blockbuster that had it the didn't have the instruction manual. So we we're always like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah, there's a creepy pasta about that game. Is there? Yeah, I might I might just play it. For fun. 
Shit, man, bro. good luck. I bet it's not any easier. Read I know it's not. I'm sure it's not. You got to read the creepypasta first. It'll dissuade you from playing the game. You're like, oh, no, that's that's that spaghetti is too spooky. <laughs> He's also in uh, Martin Scorsese's Silence, the film about uh, colonizers in Japan. <laughs> I don't care about these heroic missionaries in Japan. Leave those Japanese people alone, you goddamn Portuguese. <laughs> Uh, but Portuguese people aren't considered white, though, because they at one point attempted socialism. So that, that knocks you off. I don't. I don't think that's the only thing. I'm not sure. There's lots. Of things <laughs> <laughs> um. So this movie is like. Uh, so you can see all the anxiety of like Generation X in Japan in this movie. You know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, <laughs> this is when Japan's like fucking out. The economy is about to be out of control. They're gonna lose it. You know, there's fucking money everywhere. Um, this is going to be the start of like <laughs> basically people being slaves to the salary man lifestyle. And uh, this man, Shinya, a heroic Japanese man, said, fuck that shit. I'm going to make this weird ass movie. Now for us millennials, we got the coronavirus and we're going to give up. <laughs> I mean, as all great generations in the past have done when faced with adversity, you give up. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, most most everyone gives up. You got to give up eventually. Not me, though. Um, there's also, I'm not sure if it's intentional or not, but obviously there's it's kind. Of, this movie's kind of a critique of capitalism because it's the uh, man's like greed versus the earth, and then how it can consume you and turn you into a metal monster that wants to cover the entire world in metal, turn it into some sort of fucking Cybertron. The key to Vector Sigma Part 2. This movie's fucking intense. City there's, of Steel. There's parts Sorry. in it where it feels like fucking the movie's going to come out of the screen and get you, you know what I mean? <laughs> or maybe I was just losing, losing my mind quite a bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, fucking his penis drill's going to come out of the screen and get me. Nah, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I'm not necessarily the penis drill part. There's a couple times like when he pops, it, it pops his, uh, his, his, his medals up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like because it's shot so like claustrophobically. Yeah, extreme close-ups and shit. You're just again like, oh, the per- perfect kind of movie for the current claustrophobic situation the the world is living in. Yeah, this was like when uh, Uncut Gems was getting like all that hype on the internet, which is a good movie. I'm not trying to talk shit about Uncut Gems, but like everyone was like, man, it's so anxiety-inducing and relentless. And I was like, man, motherfuckers, you ain't never even watched Tetsuo, have you? That's some real anxiety-inducing shit, you cowards. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, again, there's probably like a reason this uh, these movies don't get popular. It's because people just don't like getting confronted with the, that uh, that feeling. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people are cowards and they don't like to be confronted with uh, anything that challenges their norms. It's kind of lame. I think that's why coronavirus... Your mom's lame. Kinda. Because she's like... Um, hmm. No, I was going to say she, she was like one of those people, but Nama usually is uh, open to new information. Yeah, um, I don't think she definitely wouldn't like this movie. movie. It's not going to be one of them. I mean, the, a lot of the elements of this movie are just like pur- pur- uh, purposefully like stressful and stuff. I absolutely understand why people wouldn't like this movie. Yeah, I was no, just I, making a broader political point. It, 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 you really only, most people really only see this movie once. Um, like I don't know, it's like from a technical aspect, there's lots of like really cool things to see in this movie if you've been dying to divorce yourself from the anxiety. But to actually watch this as you know, as you're supposed to, as a movie, and like get into it, it's it's stressful. 
Yeah, you just um so like you said, the easiest way to consume this would be to just disregard any narrative in it and just be like, Oh, these are cool makeup effects and look at like the stop motion animation and shit. But yeah, if you invest in the story at all or like um what story there is, it's like immediately like it kinda of taps into like uh primal feelings, I think, where you're just like, Oh, this is this is bad. I don't like it. I don't know why I don't like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not like there's not even... There's a lot of story. You know what I mean? But they stretch it out more than, I guess, than, than you probably would need to. I don't know. I think it's pretty quick, easy, consumable. Only like 71 minutes. It's barely over it's an hour. That. I think it's like 65 minutes or something like that. No, I think it's like an hour and 10. It's a, it's a stressful hour and 10. <laughs> so check it out. This film was based on a play that Shinya Tsukamoto um, had written, directed, and performed in college. I'd like to see a that. A one-man play, I hope. <laughs> I mean, it's... The I movie, love you. So. I love you. <laughs> we are rust. <laughs> we are rust. That last scene's a little humorous to me. I laugh a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, when they turn into, like, fucking metal gods or whatever, you're like, what is... What? Okay. All right. I guess, you know, not too bad. <laughs> Because things were looking grim for him through most of the movie, but then he gets to become a god, so, you know, it's okay. Speaking of some of the technical aspects of the film, um, one of the best things in the film is the soundtrack, which is a super, like, heavy industrial machinery sounding, which is pretty cutting edge at the time. You gotta realize, kids, uh, Nine Inch Nails didn't even exist in 1989. <laughs> what? The only thing, the only thing the industrial music that people were aware of was, uh, Lou Reed's uh, it's sort of industrial album, I guess. Lou <laughs> as the mainstream goes. This is cutting this is cutting edge music here. That said, I uh, experimented with it a little bit this morning, and you can watch this movie with the sound off and just play uh, Shushu's album uh, "Girl with a Basket of Fruit" uh, instead, and uh, you'll have a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> you can play. Uh, the Beatles' uh, White Album to it, too. Nah, it doesn't fit. Cause be <laughs> exactly. Like, I forget what's There's on something to do when you're quarantined. <laughs> it's Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Step back into his room. Oh, that reminds me. You see all those fucking celebrity pieces of shit singing Imagine? <laughs> <laughs> fucking awful. Uh, God, line them up and shoot them. Fuck it. <laughs> They're all like bad anyways. I not a single one of them has appeared in anything I care about. I don't even I didn't I didn't watch all of it. I, I just saw like the first like two seconds. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. Somebody's fucking up big time right now. It's like most well, times it's just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, damn um, Ellen's so stressed out in her million dollar mansion. Oh poor little Ellen. Well fucking because Ellen's like a fucking workaholic, I'm sure. Kind of a disease. Yeah, she's crazy. Everyone hates her. She's mean. Yeah, I heard so much of shit about her, the way she treats her her crew. Yeah, she's a real uh, Amy Klobuchar. Throwing binders and shit. Yeah, beating up kids. Hey, intern, come here and let me step on your face. There's people on the internet that would pay for Amy Klobuchar to step on their face for sure. Well, I mean, come on, dude. There's people who pay for a lot of women to step on their face. Yeah, that was crazy that Amy Klobuchar had like um, a fan base of like thirsty dudes. No, it's not. No, it's not. It takes all <laughs> kinds, Kyle. Some of the fetish art that came out of it was uh, quite enjoyable. Enjoyable in the same way Tetsuo is enjoyable to me. It's <laughs> the same way Sonic fetish art is enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pushing me to the pushing the limits of my understanding. <laughs> Makes it feel good. And then afterwards, I feel a little bit dirty. But then okay. I get over it. I just get over it. 
Time is like elastic. It doesn't matter. Time is illusion to help make things make sense. Is that how it goes? So that we're all living in the present tense. All societal fears become static and abstract horror. It's when you shake your head, you see Tetsuo. I don't. Let's I mostly see. just see like weird colors. Oh, I see, I see Tetsuo. He's like, ah, no, drill penis. Ah, <laughs> ah, no. ah, ah, Did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger and his fucking horse? Yeah, he's got a, like an alpaca too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, I'm going to watch that fucking, after we're done here, Corey and I are about to watch that, that tiger. Oh, uh, uh, hell yeah, Joe Exotic. I know about <laughs> Joe Exotic. He's famous on the internet for a minute, basically probably for what the documentary is about. Yeah, I kind of feel like I remember reading about it, but I don't recall it at all. Uh, the last thing I saw was he was, um, <laughs> so he tried to kill that other woman. Right. And then. Or hired someone to kill her or something. Yeah, or he tried to hire someone to kill her. And then, like, people were looking into, like, his history at that point. And it seems like he might have killed, like, his um, live-in boyfriends, I believe it was. And so he, there at one point, no, like, at one point, he released a video on the internet around that time. Just, like, trying to, like, tell his side of the story. And he just sounds so fucking crazy. And then he released, like, a new country song about it. And I was like, man, this guy's fucking wild. Then I kind of fell off the train. I guess he's back and better than ever in documentary <laughs> form. Could have sworn he's arrested, though. He might be in prison as far as documentary. I think he is. Right I don't now. know. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, Joe Exotic. What a crazy guy. He's not in this movie, though. <laughs> Who is in this movie? We got a guy named... Oh, I forgot we were still talking about that. <laughs> Tomoro Taguchi as man. Salary man. This dude's... I, um, I, was, I didn't realize his name was supposed to be Salary Man. I was calling him a, a business dork. Yeah, <laughs> well, his his credit is just man. I added the salary man because Japan's got salary man problems. I'm sure the Indians like this is this is what salary men they like um, imagine when they fall asleep every night. Yeah, like, the guy, I, mean, I had I don't know what the character's name. So again, it was business dork, uh, DIY million dollar man, and um, six million dollar man. Excuse me, and then uh, the evil girlfriend because for some reason, like she, she's like, oh, he's staring at me. Let's have sex. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta get it in. You see, they're, they're like quarantines. They're in a little claustrophobic apartment. Got nothing else to do. Get it in. <laughs> I, no, I mean, like, like, there's a man. They ran over a dude, and they're like, oh, never mind. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, the very beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's some dark shit. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know, there's nothing else to do but you know, get it in. I I mean, guess you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you got I it. Get, I get it. Just like, man, what the fuck? Oh, let's get it in. Uh, tomorrow, Taguchi, he's somehow still a successful actor in Japan. He's even directed three of his own films. Can you believe it? Uh, why wouldn't I believe it? I don't know. I just was, was assumed like anyone who had anything to do with this film was basically like persona non grata in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> why? It's 1988. <laughs> 1989, sir. A republic, oh, sir. <laughs> Um, we got, uh, Kai Fujiwara as woman, girlfriend. She also, um, is basically the cameraman for the movie and credited us as a costume designer. Man, that's real homegrown production. Not that you couldn't, couldn't tell from the way. <laughs> it's an incredibly small crew. In fact, they all, um, 
basically lived in uh, Shinya's apartment during the filming of it. <laughs> it's like Clerks. Yeah. Uh, she also has uh, written and directed two movies, and she does the cinematography and a little bit of acting. So good can you believe it? Can you believe it? I can't. I, that one I can't believe because it's Japan and women. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> they let her direct the movie. Um, Nobu Kanaoka as woman in glasses. She's also in the sequel. Tetsuo 2, the body hammer. Well, how could she be in the sequel? She died in this one. Probably just plays a different character. Unrealistic. Take me right I, out of the movie. I'm the, uh, the, 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 the mythology of, um, Tetsuo is rather loose and, uh, abstract. <laughs> That's a shock. <laughs> um, and guess what? Our director, Shinya Sukamoto as Guy, the metal fetishist. He's he's wild and crazy guy. A guy human. Gay human. And then we got Naomasa Musaka as the doctor. This dude, the doctor man, he's got 175 acting credits. Oh, he's like Sam Jackson over here. He's acting all the time. And then we got hey, Renji, Renji Ishibashi as Tramp. He's got a long acting career himself, including... A small part in Audition, the Takashi Miiki movie. Oh. Takashi Miiki's one of my favorite directors. When the quarantine first started, I was like, you know what? He's directed like a bunch of movies I haven't seen because he's directed like fucking 40 movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to watch them all. And then I started to watch them and I was like, no, I'm not. This is making me feel crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You got you to gotta be careful about the kind of things you consume during this quarantine i feel like no nah, not me i'm reckless reckless abandoned now i watched gozu which is like the weird the yakuza purgatory uh, crazy movie that takashi miiki made and i was like hmm that'll satisfy my takashi miiki craving for some time now <laughs> after last week i actually was about to start uh listening to it on audiobook because i read it like mm-hmm. years ago but um i'm like yeah maybe maybe i'll hold on <laughs> I was playing um this uh like base management zombie game and while I was playing it I was listening to the audiobook of World War Z. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was like <laughs> yeah, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me I was going through uh, the garage cuz uh, I was trying to find some books I haven't read and uh, like the very first thing on the top of the pile was the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, you crazy son of a bitch. Oh, this film was shot in black and white with the expression. <laughs> Back to the movie. Yeah, we got we can't stop talking about Tetsuo. We're gonna talk about it next week too. Uh, shot in black and white, expressionistic lighting, stop motion animation all over the place. Um, a lot of the uh, makeup were parts from discarded TVs that they just kind of taped to the actors. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Uh, I mean, he didn't have the money to do it any other way, and I, it honestly is like an amazing accomplishment how good this film looks for like the, like the budget, yeah, the ten dollars he spent on it. <laughs> it took eighteen months to make it, um, largely filmed in Fujiwara's apartment. By the end of production, most of the crew broke with Asukamoto Shinya because the filming conditions were so difficult. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly yeah. seems like <laughs> Yeah. Tomorrow Taguchi, Taguichi, who plays um the salary man, the man. He's the only member of the cast and crew who didn't constantly live on set. <laughs> 
So he said it was very tough, so I quickly sensed that if you would stay with them all the time, you would inevitably get the urge to escape. So I figured that if I could keep some distance, I would be able to last much longer and keep a good relationship with them. It's true that almost every day I went there, another crew member would have left. One day I arrived at the house and the lighting crew had gone, so I had to do the lighting for Sukimoto scene. (laughs) (laughs) Toward the end, only the actors were still around. Nearly the entire crew had given up and left by then. Uh, uh, one day I got there and all the other actors had quit. <laughs> I had to do the scene entirely by myself. <laughs> Those fucking playing cow- all the characters. Those fucking cowards didn't they know they were making high art? They couldn't. They sacrifice everything for their art. I, I mean, what were they doing? Didn't they know what they were making? Tetsuo. Yeah, they knew they were making fucking the one of the greatest movies of all time. It's on the kids' list of greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Greatest movies of all time that make you feel dirty afterwards. <laughs> what are the other ones? Hmm. Got to think. I don't know. Actually, there's not too many movies that really actually make me feel uncomfortable. Because usually it's a stupid shock shit that's like, man, it just makes me feel bad for the people that made it. You know, like fucking Human Centipede series or a Serbian oh, yeah. film where they're like, oh, you just purposely tried to make it as dark as possible and it's not actually a good movie. Fucking loser. <laughs> Yeah, I'm badass like that, though. That's what I tell all my ex-girlfriends. That you're badass like that? I'm badass like that. <laughs> this is probably the reason you're ex- their ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, because they already know the truth. <laughs> now, I can um, honestly say that uh, most of my ex-girlfriends, it was all just like a matter of uh, t- the timing in our life, I think. That's a, like a Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez answer, and I don't appreciate it. Oh, I don't you know. hate them, and they're evil, and you're a dirty bastard. Oh no, I'm like still friends with mom, like all my exes, pretty much, and I still love them. So, take that, healthy Kyle. At least, yeah, at least I have some healthy relationships, even though I'm fucking crazy. That's all right. That's not too bad. Hey, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's I'm all coming back around. <laughs> I'm listening to Takeshi Six Nine. <laughs> oh, well, there that goes. <laughs> Man, he was real fast and loose with the N-word. <laughs> Six nine, what a weird kiss. <laughs> I actually know um way too much about him and his like uh <laughs> career and his affiliation with the, the nine trade bloods and all that stuff. <laughs> like we could do a whole podcast where I just explain to you the <laughs> timeline. I, I really want to do it, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trayway. I know nothing. Mm. I, I, I legitimately like. I try. I, I really don't know much about any celebrities at all. I, I've read like a couple books on the Beatles, and that's about it. So I guess I know something about them. But unless it's like filtered down for me, for, like the news and shit, I like do not seek that crap out. Yeah, I don't know why I know so much about Six Nine because I don't particularly like him. Seems like a weird. Actually, I don't know. I <laughs> he seems like he's a kid who was in way over his head all the time. But we don't have time to get into all that. I mean, that's that's kind of like everybody in the, yeah. their entire lives most of the time. Like ninety nine percent of people, I think, are in over their heads. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of got used by the nine Trey bloods. Um, hmm, I don't. I, I was gonna be like, angry. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I was worried for a second, but then I remembered. Um, they most of them went to jail. <laughs> 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 Uh, Sukamoto later admitted he had considered burning the film's negatives because the whole production had been such a bad experience. That would have been terrible if he did that. We wouldn't have the amazing film known as Tetsuo the Iron Man. I, mean, I feel like don't if you get if it's, if it's finished, just let it ride. You know, <laughs> yeah, don't. get it, get it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just get, get it in. in. Get it in. 
Yeah, but the uh, film struggled to find an audience until it was shown at the Horror Film Festival Fanta Festival in Roma. Don't you want to Fanta Fanta? In 1989, uh, it received the award for Best Film at that festival. This is fun. It was screened without subtitles because the filmmakers couldn't afford to add them. <laughs> you know, there's only like 10 lines of dialogue anyway. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's not that important. You get the gist anyways. He's like, ah, I'm turning into metal. And the other guy's like, yes, join me in metal. So in 1989, I want to I say like Rain Man was probably best picture in 1989. Oh, like at the Oscars? Yeah. So you think uh, Tetsuo better than Rain Man? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd say it's done way more for film than uh, fucking Rain Man has to. That uh, fucking dusty that's, ass. That's definitely true. Fucking sexy offender. That's right. Dustin oh. Hoffman. Call him Dusty Hoffman. Rain Man won. Shit. Uh, Absolutely wh- useless film. <laughs> Accidental Tourist. Don't even know what that is. I don't remember that one. The Working Girl. Um, Dangerous Liaisons. Mm-hmm. Mississippi Burning. I only remember Mississippi Burning. I don't remember any of the other ones besides Rain Man. Dangerous Liaison sounds familiar. Let's read that. Oh my god. It's a French period, <laughs> period. piece. <laughs> Dangerous Liaison. Marquis de uh, Matul. Oh. No, sorry. Not Marquis oh, de sorry, it's, Mar- it's Marquis. Sorry, not Marquis. I can't read French. Fuck it. It's some French friend. Oh, Keanu Reeves is in it? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're still Does letting do a French accent. <laughs> They're letting him in period pieces too often back then. <laughs> Whoa, Dracula. My lo- my liege, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hey, Dracula. You know how everyone loves Keanu Reeves? Like on the internet and shit? I thought he was way cooler before when everyone recognized how bad of an actor he was. And it was just kind of like, oh, it's cool to see Keanu <laughs> once in a while. I, I mean, I, I guess like it's he seems like a nice enough guy, but he's not a good actor. <laughs> no, he's not good at his job. <laughs> Actually, I mean, he, he's pretty some... good in uh, Neon Demon when he played an asshole. So maybe <laughs> Keanu Reeves is a pretty good actor or he is just an asshole. We, I've never met the man, so I guess I can't say for certain. The important thing here, though, is Tetsuo much more important than any of those films. You want to know why? I have an exact reason why. No. The period before Tetsuo screened at Fana Festival, <laughs> Japanese films had been largely ignored by international film festivals, but success prompted a revival of Japanese independent film in the 1990s and the intent- attention of an international audience. So Tetsuo is actually very important in bringing Japanese film to a wider audience. Oh, uh, take that, Rain Man! You ain't done shit. Would you, Rain Man, would you brought the, to Dustin Hoffman to a wider audience? That guy sucks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Rain Man's one that brought Dustin Hoffman to a wider audience. I'm pretty uh, sure he was already famous. That. The Graduate, probably. Yeah. Whatever, he's a creep. That Rain Man stars two creeps because I, I, you know, 110. percent I believe Tom Cruise is a creepier man than than uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. I don't care what Dustin Hoffman supposedly have done. Tom Cruise is creepier. We have like official or not, we have long-standing allegations against Dustin Hoffman. All we know about Tom Cruise is he's got that one tooth in the center of his face. <laughs> there are fucking long-standing allegations against <laughs> Tom Cruise. Well, There's it's, some it's, weird fucking rumors about him and like Nicole Kidman and like. Uh, you know what you're starting to sound like? You're starting to sound like an SP. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I I watched the Invisible Woman with Coops the other day. Uh, we fell asleep. It wasn't. That's not a good movie either. I don't, you guys, are, <laughs> Elizabeth, it was, you guys are really good at watching movies. <laughs> We're quarantined. 
<laughs> just watch a movie, go to sleep. Fall asleep. That's probably what I'm going to do after this podcast. I, I, was, gonna, but I didn't sleep very well last night. I'll stay awake for a good movie. Oh, you want to know a good movie to watch? Is it Tattoo? Well, no, you already watched it. You watched it enough. <laughs> uh, Knives and Skin. Oh, I met, I actually downloaded that so long. What else have I watched that was good? Oh, the Harley Quinn movie. That comes out on VOD next week, I think. Oh, I actually watched it again, like I said I was going to after the podcast, and I was like, mm. hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Re- revised. <laughs> it was just like, uh, maybe I didn't need to watch it twice. <laughs> Not that it's terrible or anything, but like some of the flaws were even bigger flaws when I watched it again. All right, you got any more uh, shit for Tetsuo? I do. Well, you got um, a quote here from Richard Harrington, a critic in the Washington Post, the WAPO, which is owned by Jeff Bezos. It wasn't back then. The uh, he says, as surreally weird as a racer head, and as intense as intense as a Novocaineless tooth extraction. It has a nightmarish hyper-reality about it, feeling like a cartoon, but more disturbing for not being one. Which I think is very accurately describes the film. Yeah. You so, got it. Hell yeah, Richard Harrington. You you understood this film. <laughs> oh, looks like the film understander is logged on. What's, uh, what's Ebert say? I don't know. I don't know if he watches this shit. Let's find oh, out, actually. I'm going to look Ryan from the computer for a change. He did Tetsuo 2, the body hammer. When Shinya Tsukamoto was growing up in Tokyo, there were still green and open spaces in the city. But now he sees it transformed into a towering, compacted mass of steel and concrete. Terrifying. Yeah, he didn't do Ted's, didn't he? he didn't do the first one. No, he was too scared. He was too busy reviewing the Rain Man or something. Let's just see what he has to say about Rain Man. Let's, let's see what he gave Rain Man. He's I love this movie. <laughs> I like when Dustin Hoffman talk funny. I don't know. I'm being that critical. <laughs> Roger Ebert, he's actually pretty good. three and a half stars. I'm not gonna read the review. That's all I want. The Rain Man, shit, man, this fucking bullshit. No one liked the Rain Man that much. Get shot, stupid. What else you got? That's about it for Tatsuo. Um, that's all the interesting facts I got. Now it's time to just talk about generally how um, Tatsuo makes me feel. It makes me feel crazy, but I love it. It makes me anxious. I mentioned uh, it before. Um, and uh, uncomfortable. And uh, towards the end, I'm like, you know what? I just have to stop paying attention to this as, a, as an actual story and a narrative and just pay attention to how cool the effects are. That's good because the like it being a story and the narrative and stuff, also they kind of give up on that towards the end of the movie. Uh, I mean, it's it's all it makes sense if you really want to. Yeah, I mean, all the elements are there, but it's not like they're basically just like, look at this cool shit. Um, I now love he's got it. a gun for some I love Tetsuo. I believe I talked about on this podcast before the concept of limit experiences where you push yourself further into something and then you recontextualize it. And it Just like Tetsuo to... did with his girlfriend and his drill yeah. dick. She got, oh, man, she got all chewed up by the drill. It was spooky. But um, it allows you to sort of expand your uh, philosophy of mind and that sort of thing. Tetsuo is definitely one of those things for me when I was 13 or 14, whenever I first watched it. And like I said, the, the cover of the VHS used to call to me as a child in Blockbuster or Hollywood video. <laughs> <clears throat> right? That's what no, there, was, there was one across. What was the family owned one across the street, too? Um, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, which one did our sister work at, Hollywood or Blockbuster? Well, it was, it was wasn't it like Mary go round at first and then it turned into Blockbuster? Oh. Uh, 
Where they they got bought out. Remember us? Yeah. But uh, it's a film that changed my life, and it changed Japan forever. Everyone talks about Akira a lot, but we should talk more about Tetsuo. <laughs> but there's a character in Akira named Tetsuo, but they're talking about the wrong Tetsuo. <laughs> a lot of body horror in uh, Japanese cinema. <laughs> yeah, body horror is um, the one type of horror that still generally kind of um, has any sort of like effect on me. Like, uh, we'll be watching Videodrome pretty soon, I think. And uh, there's some pretty crazy practical effects in that one that kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. I have uh, a one-star review for Waking the Divine. All right. Is it racist? Um, Not really. Okay. Um, I was thinking it was going to be some English guy like, you know those fucking mix. <laughs> you know what I don't like about them? We're having fun over there. Fucking pieces of shit, patty bastards. Why are they always telling jokes? <laughs> don't they know that they belong to Be the serious. crowd? Why are they always trying to free the counties? I uh, I noticed this when I was looking for one-star reviews for um, uh, Blade Runner. But yeah. like the one-star reviews that are out there, there's like all, there's usually like like one or two sentences, and like that's it. Like no one really wants to get into it. Uh, but I found one for uh, for Waking the Divine. So I think the plan is when when we like a movie, I'll, I'll find a one-star review. When we don't like it, I'll find a five-star review. Oh, yeah. This is VHS Cult. I'm Kyle. Oh, did we not do that? We don't ever do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get money off of this thing. Nah, we suck at podcasts. So this is this is for Gus. Uh, he didn't like Waking the Divine. Uh, he also doesn't like spelling based on the tertiary reading of this. Not at all pleased with this film. I didn't find anything humorous about two greedy men who find Ned Devine, a recent winner of the lottery, dies of apparent shock when he found out he won. I inserted a comma there, but there wasn't one. Uh, so the two men go out of their way to claim the money. Ridiculous and obvious. Yeah. He's <laughs> elder like that. The producers wanted to cash in on the surprising success of The Full Monty and failed miserably. I must say that this is the worst British comedy I have ever saw. Not that I that there is any really good British comedies out there. Most of them are dull and boring, and this one is no exception. Did you know there's uh there's two T's in British? British. British. <laughs> Obviously is spelled O B V I S L O U Y. Obviously. 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 I was born in Oslo. This guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. Didn't have shit to do with Full Monty. We talked about this last Fucking week. Fucking British. He didn't listen to the podcast, did he? Fucking goddamn Anglo-Saxon. A goddamn wasp. The fucking wasp didn't listen to the St. Patrick's Day. So no, I, I, his... He technically, he, I guess he could be a wasp, but Gus was what, short for Gustav, which is probably oh. German. Well, yeah, I mean, like the the Gustav is like the northern dudes, so just a different kind of wasp. <laughs> Northerners. Sometimes people are. Named- you might say that my ancestors uh, came together with the meetings of the Angles and the Saxons. Oh, you came together when white meant white. <laughs> Some people, um, like a friend of mine who's from El Salvador, are named Gustavo, though. Yeah, but uh, oh, but probably also German. He might have gotten it from German heritage. 
Because it's El Salvador. <laughs> My friend from Argentina is named Hitler. Is that normal? <laughs> There's a lot of Adolfos still. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yep. <sighs> yeah, that guy didn't understand Waking Ned or anything about movies. He doesn't know how to spell. He's basically just a dickhead. Call him... Uh, At least he kind of like related it to a movie that was somewhat... You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like at least uh, was masturbating over it like it's the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> this movie doesn't even come close to the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> That's how my all my reviews now the scale yeah. one to Blair Witch. <laughs> yes, is it? Does it come close to Blair Witch? I don't know. Blade Runner. It's not anything like Blair Witch. What's the deal? Detectives, with robots. There's like a camera that's just operating on its own. Who's the cameraman? Why don't we ever see him? Why are they just constantly cursing and afraid? <laughs> <laughs> shit! Fuck all! Oh, fuck shit! What are we gonna do? That's my kind of dialogue. Well, my earlobe kind of hurts from piercing it with a safety pin, but whatever. You sometimes you have peroxide or because uh, if you don't, there's not any available at the store. I got like alcohol wipes for it. Yeah, peroxide's better, but go for it. Yeah. Sometimes a gangster's got to do what a gangster's got to do. Okay? <laughs> Can't have too many limited experiences. <laughs> I've been reading, like, some, there's some doctors and shit that are like, we're going to be locked down until July. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can take it. I, we'll just, um, <laughs> I just don't see how our uh, government and society is going to operate. <laughs> yeah, I, that part, I'm not terrible. Well, I'm worried about the government. Society, I think, uh, will be okay in the long run. Yeah, I just <laughs> hey, we're gonna make it to July. Okay, I guess <laughs> we'll see. Um, I didn't get those freedom checks out to me. That's all I'm talking about. So uh, <laughs> conveniently, um, I've had like the movies we watch week to week planned out consistently for like I like back at the end of last summer, I planned them out until Christmas, and then around Christmas time, I planned them out until like Halloween. Upcoming. Oh my god. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so I didn't really know this coronavirus thing was going to be a big deal <laughs> when I was planning out the movies. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're watching The Stand uh, made for the <laughs> series next week. No, but we are watching um, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead remake next week. Oh, you, you <laughs> so that'll be pretty good. <laughs> I also, um, you know, there was because we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons during the uh, they're going to be off school forever, but. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's like, maybe I'll do like a zombie campaign. I'm like, nah, probably not. Probably, right now. probably not. And so th- <laughs> it's going to be entirely set in uh, in the fairylands. Fairylands. That sounds fun. Um, I'm also going to suggest that you, know, you and our listeners watch Train to Busan as well as Night Train to Busan. Dinner. I haven't yeah, watched it in a while, but I've seen it before. Probably talk about the larger implications of larger like social socio-political implications that are usually confined in zombie movies and i think train to basan does a really good job with the, that through uh like how society in south korea operates so uh, also it's just a pretty good movie so you can watch it everyone's quarantined you just fucking watch movies it might be a little bit spooky because it's zombies you know and there's pandemic elements to all zombie movies and you might be a little, little, little piss baby who's afraid of coronavirus or something, but not me. I'm fucking psycho, man. I want to roll this back because in the beginning of this, you're like, if I get this, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, my crew's full of killers and I'm a killer too. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Trayway.
<laughs> but there's, you know, there's always time. If society collapses, like I was talking about uh, last week, I will develop my skills as a dystopian leader that involves violence as a solution. Well, in a dystopia, that sometimes violence is the only solution. That's right. Call that shit justice. 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 Frontier justice. Dystopia justice. Mad Max style justice. Break yeah. a deal, face the wheel. Except for the wheel's not like a game of chance or whatever. And um, <laughs> It's just all put to death. <laughs> yeah, it's just the big <laughs> spiked wheel that we roll over here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, yeah. All right, Welcome so, to the VH cult. <laughs> VHS cult compound. We will survive this corona pandemic. We will come out stronger than ever. We will wear the highs of our enemies. Couldn't really wear a human hide. It wouldn't really keep you warm, huh? I mean, do you really want to? It's probably not comfortable either. You I'm know, good. I'm all for being fearsome, but can't we do it in, like, sweats? I don't know. That'd be scary as hell. Goddamn pigmen everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wouldn't be very good armor either, so it's not really functional or comfortable. Doesn't yeah. check either of the boxes. <laughs> We're just going to be wearing tracksuits and uh, balaclavas. <laughs> look like the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to the Waking Ned episode? No, I didn't. Oh, um, Did you I wanted to start a bunch of crap into it. Or? No, well, I I wanted to talk about it last week on the episode, but I forgot. But I was gonna talk about um the Irish drill scene and like the gangster shit in Ireland. But I forgot. So what I did is like the opening song for it is uh that fucking Irish drill rapper Ink, and he's just oh, great. Rapping. Instead of getting a YouTube uh, mark, we're gonna get, <laughs> get a shot. <laughs> But yeah, it's just um, it's crazy because he's talking about like major gangster shit, but he's got you know the fucking Irish accent. <laughs> poirix, poirix, poirix. There's something else I wanted to talk about last week about Ireland, but I forgot. But fucking whatever. Soda bread. Is it soda bread? Oh, I wanted to clarify. I will clarify now. Um, when I was talking about how I don't like the Dublin accent, I think I mean specifically the Dublin city accent, like all the posh people who try to sound really neutral and shit. Obviously, Dublin's a big county. You got hella people in it. It's got bare citizens in it. But, um, yeah, usually the Dublin accent's all right. I think it's just the city accent I don't like. Because I don't like it anytime like when people try to sound British. <laughs> How are you handling the quarantine? I'm running low on the Perrier water. Yeah, I don't like rich people. I, the, I imagine Perrier water is what rich people drink. But. <laughs> <laughs> them or fuck the rich people we gotta eat them so that's it trying to talk shit trying to talk shit on me rich people because i got a filthy mouth you fuck you man i'm honest i'll eat your ass <laughs> you can't eat ass right now because it's um you'll yeah, get you know, it's a carrier. yeah i wouldn't eat a rich person's ass anyways unless it was like um unless it had been smoked for 24 hours over applewood i guess like grimes slathered and I was, trying I, was to, I was like, man, I don't think rich people are that attractive. Well, Remember, it used to be like on the internet, like, oh, who's the hottest celebrity? Like, even on like forums and shit. I don't even think that way anymore. So, it's like, none of them, only like regular people. <laughs> I'm gonna eat grunk butthole. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> You're a man of constant contradiction. I was, you know, my, my mind's going, it's, my, my mind balls are just swimming around in the side of my head. <laughs> ideas. Oh, that reminds me, I, Court and I watched marble racing this morning. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, because there's not any sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the link. It, uh, it, was, it, was, it was an exciting five minutes. That was like, uh, like NBA 
got canceled and shit. And I saw people were just like on ESPN watching bowling and shit. <laughs> I mean, why not? But I, what I would do is go back and watch old games. Like I don't remember. I think I said this on Twitter, but I'm gonna go back and watch the '87 NBA Finals. Yeah, that's. I was thinking about that too, because like I'm not someone who I don't usually watch the regular season of the NBA. Anyways, I just wait till the playoffs because fucking motherfuckers play way too many games. I watched the regular season, but um, at least a few games. Yeah, but that's the thing is, um, a lot of time basketball is just on while I'm doing other stuff. You know what I mean? Like basketball is just around. And I noticed like recently, it's like, oh yeah, I haven't watched basketball in a while. It feels kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> basketball. Yeah, because you know basketball is just you know it's just on, it's around, but not anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sometimes I'll flip through ESPN and like oh, basketball will be on. I'm like, what the hell are they showing? What is this basketball? It's a hard top classic. Hardwood classic. Excuse me. Ah, uh, shit. VHS Cult. Uh, next week, uh, Night of Living Dead. This is going to be, um, I think, probably a sloppy episode, but get used to it because this is how I'm operating now. <laughs> <laughs> we actually probably will be recording these from remote locations for the next few weeks at least. Yeah, so the audio quality might suffer a little bit, but um, I guarantee you. <laughs> if it improves, I'm really, really disappointed. In yeah, myself. I'm like, what the fuck? How'd this happen? <laughs> Uh, I can guarantee, though, that the content is going to be fucking smooth. It's going to be, like, freshly shaved pussy. Mm, it's going to be the roughest fucking sea you've ever seen. It, it, it's going to be like the goddamn perfect storm out there. Mark Hell Wahlberg yeah. bobbing around. George Clooney coming out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. You know, tell people to listen to us. Uh, rate and review. Tell your, your fan friends and family that you love them and that you care about them and that you need... They need to watch the VHS call or listen to the VHS call. That's right. So, uh, or you can watch it too. We got there's some video shit we do on YouTube. Oh yeah, sometimes we play video games. We could probably do that more often. I'm not. We probably it. should do it, but whatever. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I we need to. You need to stay busy. <laughs> we both need to stay busy. Yeah, I need to. I guess I gotta read or something. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's it. VHS cult, see you next week. Return at Night of the Living Dead.